SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Listening to Scott Wetzel will give you a bad taste in your mouth. You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Welcome to hour number two of Bagels and Bad Beats on this Monday, July 27th morning with yours truly, Scott Wetzel, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, 844-843-6879, the toll-free telephone number. Again, 844-843-6879. We'll open the phones here in a sec. You want to send a tweet? It is uh, at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. And you can email me. Go to my website. Hit the contact, Scott Icon, and fire away. The two late scores that we had last night, in case you missed it, uh, the Braves beat up on the Mets 14-1. to That was the four-letter network game. Uh, and then you had the Giants uh, top of the Dodgers 3-1. to So the Giants end up taking two of three after dropping the first two games in that series. Uh, they get walloped the first two games, and they actually win the last two. You know, Baltimore gets crushed by Boston. On opening day, then they end up winning the last two of that one, and then the Braves end up taking two or three against the Mets. Uh, Rick Porcello, uh, Red Sox fans, gave up seven runs and two innings of work. So any magic that he thought he might have going back home from New Jersey, at least for one start, was not there. So Braves win that one 14-1 to uh, in case you missed it. Good first weekend, though, of Major League Baseball as far as, really just as far as baseball's back, you know, to tell you the truth. Otherwise, it was a rotten weekend when you consider all the injuries to key players. And we touched on a first hour, whether it's Kershaw, whether it's Verlander, whether it's Strasburg, whether it's Kluber, whether it's Rodriguez, whether it's uh, Otani, you know, not performing very well in his first start since the Tommy John surgery from two years ago. Uh, apparently, you know, closer Ken Giles is OK, but he left the game with an injury yesterday. So it's been from that standpoint, a disaster. Teams that we thought uh, that were going to be Cinderella teams, Cincinnati and the White Sox lose two of three in winnable series at home. You got the Miami Marlins surprising. I told you Baltimore surprised. You got the Tigers, you know, taking two of three. Rocks end up taking two of three at Texas. So, you know, some surprising results for weekend number one, you know, temperate. But when people talked about, you know, it's only 60 games and you can get some of these teams that really aren't any good do well especially now that we have eight teams making the postseason you know this is what they kind of alluded to i said don't worry and i still say don't worry i think eventually the cream will rise and the cream will fall but uh, for one weekend it was an upset weekend of major league baseball for sure we'll talk about that nba and nfl stuff all coming up bagels and bad beats with scott wetzel SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. with the call right here on a bagels and bad beats Monday, July 27th morning. Yes. Atlanta needs one more young guy to come off the bench and, and uh, unload on the, the Mets last night. He had a, a, just a, a, the upper facade, as you heard uh, ESPN, uh, I think that was John Chompy make the, the call. I mean, that was a 
bomb. <laughs> that might have been the longest home run I think I've ever hit. I've seen hit at Citibank Field uh, to, to left field. I mean, that, that was just a shot. 844-843-6879 as we open up the Major League Baseball season with uh, a weekend number one in the books. You know what today is, actually, believe it or not, as I'm looking through Twitter here? Uh, Barack Obama tweeted out that we're 100 days exactly away from Election Day. Uh, too much at stake, he says. Now's a good time to make sure you register to vote and make sure you get your friends and family out there as well. I've always been interested in that. Um, for a guy who's never voted, no inclination because no one deserves my support. You know, the day there's a politician out there that deserves my support, I'll vote. But otherwise, you know, I, I don't vote. And I, I just care. Why do people? Why do people feel compelled to have other people vote? It, it, it's almost like there's this. Uh, they, they get a kick out of people voting. Why? I mean, in, in the case of Obama, it could be anybody. So, but he sent out the tweet. I mean, you could be encouraging the Republicans, and he's a Democrat. You could be encouraging, you know, someone to vote that you're not, you know, rooting for. So, what, what do you care if Joe Schmo on Main Street votes? You know, why would that bother you if they didn't vote? If you know, either want to, you want to vote or you don't want to vote. But just the act of voting. You know, if he's encouraging all Democrats to go out there and vote and then vote, you know, all the Biden supporters out there, all you knuckleheads, you know, go that I understand. But if it's just a blank and just go vote, why does that make Barack Obama or anybody else for that matter? I'm not singling him out, but why does that make people sleep better at night knowing that others are voting when they don't even know who they're voting for? I, I, I never understood that. You know, people always ask me, why don't you vote? Why don't you vote? Why don't you vote? And I was like. Why do you care if I vote? You don't even know who I'm voting for. You know, what if I'm voting for the guy that uh, you don't like? Why would you be encouraging me to vote if I'm not going to vote for your guy? Well, because you should exercise that right. Why? Is, is it ultimately the goal to get your guy in office? So why would you be encouraging the people that don't like your guy to vote? So unless you know, uh, what perverse thrill do you get out of knowing that 50%, 60%, 70%, whatever the case may be, uh, of Americans actually vote. I mean, I hate to tell you, but you don't want everybody voting. You know, for a guy who's, you know, lived around America a little bit and traveled a little bit, you know, you go into the deep woods of whatever, and you don't necessarily want these people representing you. You really don't. I mean, I, I think we got a pretty good system. You can vote if you want to, if you feel inclined, you feel compelled, you make the effort. It's not that difficult. You go down to your local, uh, you know, uh, 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 political office and, and you, you know, you make your vote. Boom, bang, boom. You're in out in there in two minutes. You know, you get underneath the little screen there. It's not that hard. So if you want to do it, you do it. If you don't, you don't. I don't think we should necessarily be bringing these people out of the woodworks uh, to vote when they really don't know what the fudge is going on. I, I You know, again, it's just me, but I just don't get the uh, thrill that. Someone's going to get knowing, okay, I could have my guy get elected and have only 40% of Americans vote, or I could have the guy I don't like get elected and have 70% of Americans vote. And it seems like most people would take the 70% just because they want that to be a representation. I mean, you would have thought by now that we've seen how you don't necessarily have to win uh, the majority of the votes to get elected. You know, we, we know that to be the case. So why would you encourage more? I, I just, I don't know. I, I never understood that. Um, you let the people that want to vote vote. You let them know how it's done. Here's the, here's the procedure. You got to register. 
uh, vote in the primary, blah, 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 and, and go vote if you want to. But just to have a blanketing, I just I never understood that. But anyway, 844-843-6879. You'll come to learn that I give out a lot of pet peeves on my program. I do enjoy doing that. That is one of the pet peeves of life. How about the, you know, talking of uh, mental, uh, you know, what's um, Lou Williams of the Clippers. What a mope. Well, what an absolute mope. See, this is why I'm telling you, put a couple of shekels down on the uh, on the Lakers. We got to put the proverbial black cloud and the, the wet so black. And that I, this I will encourage you to do. Don't worry about voting. Just, you know, we got to make sure LeBron doesn't win an NBA championship. A cheap one at that. Um, th- this is why I say LeBron and the Lakers, because not that they haven't had their issues they they clearly have with, with, uh, you know, Dwight Howard and a couple of the others, you know, clearly they're not, you know, perfect angels in this, but I don't know. I just, uh, when push comes to shove, I do have more confidence in LeBron being able to get his guys in gear than I do even Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers and Doc Rivers and some of these other teams. Lou Williams was put in a 10-day quarantine after the Clippers guard was, and I tell you, the NBA is, boy, they're funny. They really are funny. But he was put in a 10-day quarantine. I'll explain why in a second. After he was investigated by the league for what he did while on an excused absence, he left the Orlando bubble to go back home to Atlanta and uh, be part of this I guess funeral, we'll just say, and a rapper there, um, you know, had a little party. So you are allowed to leave. You, you know, you can do that as long as you get permission. And he got permission. So it's not like he went, he was AWOL, but he got permission to leave, but to go to this funeral type setting. And then he was supposed to come home. He decided to make a pit stop at an Atlanta strip club, which he says he did only for the, uh, the wings that they sold. Uh, It wasn't to go see topless dancers. He says, in fact, there weren't even any topless dancers there. And it just goes goes to show the mentality, the bird brain of of these players. Lou, I hate to break it to you, brother, but it's not why you went somewhere that is the NBA's concern. I don't think the NBA gives a rat's behind if he went there with a thousand topless dancers or a thousand bottomless male strippers or went to go see, you know, an alligator show. It does not matter. The fact is that you went somewhere you were not supposed to go. That's what you did, you idiot. It's not that the fact that you went to a strip club, like they were going to say, okay, you can go to this bar or that bar. You just can't go to a strip club. He's telling the world, oh, there were no strippers. There were no strippers. We were just having a party there. You know, there were no naked women there. Like, that's against the law. No, you mope. It's because you were not supposed to be going anywhere except to this funeral setting and then come back home. Instead, he's at this strip club. He's he's drinking because him and his buddy, you know, they sent out uh, Instagram or twit, uh, Twitter a picture of them, you know, partying. And then the buddy said, no, 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 after he realizes what he did, you know, he says, no, 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 that, that, that wasn't from this weekend. That was from a long time ago. Yeah, sorry about that. My bad. Don't worry about it. He wasn't with me. But in the picture, there's Lou Williams with the mask on that the NBA gave out to the players. So clearly it had to have been after he was in the bubble. And, you know, clearly it was this past weekend. So Williams, you know, breaks the rules, in essence, lies about it. Uh, is dumb enough, oh, by the way, to have his picture taken by his buddy, is hanging around dumb enough friends to post those pictures on social media, then lies about it, 
and then tries to get out of it by saying, well, there weren't any strippers there, though. You know, I, I guess he thought that meant that it would be okay because he was, what, doing social distancing? Oh, by the way, this picture of me and my buddy, you know, hugging each other, you know, that they, you know, they, they phonied that picture. I don't know what he thought he was getting uh, out of this by saying that there weren't any strippers there, but, you know, that didn't matter, as I mentioned. So he's now in trouble. He broke the rules, clearly. He says it was just because they had great buffalo wings, not that it matters. But what's interesting about this story, and oh, by the way, Johnny Fielgoal, said in a Twitter that, yeah, the chicken wings at Magic City are the best he's ever had. Like, you know, any time that you have Johnny Manziel on your side, you know your your situation is not good. It, it's just as simple as that. You know, if you need Johnny Fieldgold to come to your defense, you're in a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. So... The L.A. Clippers, do they really care? And I'll tell you, the hypocrisy, the, the, the farce of the NBA came true in this story as well. We'll talk about that next on Big Bad News. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Monday morning, 15 minutes past the hour, 844-843-6879. Send a tweet at Office of Picks and email me. Go to the website, hit the contact, Scott Icon and fire away. Also on YouTube, you can check us out as we're live streaming, as we're going back and forth with a couple of the fellows. Uh, also on Twitter, um, got an interesting tweet. Michael uh, tweeted, and people on the left, Scott, encourage others to vote because the majority of people, about 60%, tend to vote Democrat. Uh, the side that promises free stuff tends to get a majority. Pretty simple. That may be, Mike, but seems to me that I don't think the left needs any more incentive, as I tweeted back to him, than what they have right now. I mean, if they don't realize after three, almost four years that they hate Trump, uh, then they've been living in a cave for three and a half years. So any encouraging you're doing right now, to me, would be encouraging the right to, like, listen, the left is, has a force and they got a mission. They're on a mission. Um, and you know, you better come out here and vote. That's to me, that's how I would think, but, um, you know, maybe the more the merrier, but as we've seen with these elections, it's not the majority of people that end up voting, uh, that put the, uh, people in office. It's the States and those little States, middle of America, you know, they add up and Democrats have the big cities, big States, uh, but middle of America has, uh, you know, the power if, if you will. So, but I, I just, overall, it's just a theme. It just seems weird that you'd be encouraging people to vote, whether you're voting on the left or right. Just, you know, you want to encourage your side to vote. I get it. But again, to encourage just anyone to vote like there's some cheap thrill out of, wow, 70 percent of Americans voted. Yeah, but they voted at a bozo. You know, they're all putting a Kanye West on their ticket. Do you really want 70 percent of Americans voting? I don't think so. Right. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. You know, the NBA, I, I really I get a kick out of the NBA. One thing about the NBA. You know, the NBA under David Stern was deceptively crooked. You know, you want to tell me that they didn't want Michael Jordan winning. You tell me they didn't have Michael rules and, you know, look the other way and his traveling, you know, pushing off, excuse me, or anything else. 
Okay, but we all know, you know, there's a reason why the uh, the Bulls would lose, you know, up three games to one against the Jazz. They would lose games uh, five at home when they should have clinched the series. Instead, they force a sixth game because they make a gazillion dollars in the sixth game and, and all that other stuff. They, they were like deceptively, you know, uh, strange, we'll say. Current NBA, Adam Silver, man, he makes no bones about it. Oh, yeah. We got to come up with a system. Who's our big face? Zion Williamson. Uh, where where do the Pelicans sit? Well, they're three and a half back, uh, Skip, there with, uh, you know, uh, of the eighth seed, oh, by the way. Uh, you know, they're, they're probably, you know, something crazy goes on. Otherwise, they're not catching the, the Memphis Grizzlies. So we're looking at Memphis versus Zion being in the postseason. You know, Adam Silver said, no, 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 we, we can't have that. that that's, you know, I, listen, I understand we have the virus. I get all that stuff. But, you know, there, there are more things that are more important than the virus. And uh, getting Zion into the postseason is more important. So we can't start the playoffs right now. I know the NHL is doing that. I know most people would think we should do that if we want to get this postseason in. But no, 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 no. We, we can't have that. We got to make the face of the franchise part of this league. So let's come up with some goofy system. I know. Let's play eight meaningless games that nobody is calling for. So we allow the Pelicans to maybe move into the number eight spot. And if they can't, you know, let's do two things. Let's give them the easiest schedule by far out of any other team. Let's give them, oh, I don't know, two teams that uh, are going to be in the postseason. And we'll give all the other contending teams, you know, whether it's the Spurs, whether it's the Grizz, whether it's whoever, we're going to give them five or six monsters on their schedule. And we're going to make sure the Pelicans play absolutely nobody, okay? okay. Well, what if they don't make it still, though, Skip? Well, you know what? I know what we'll do. We'll even include the number nine seed. We'll make darn sure we get Zion into this postseason. As long as you're the number nine seed. That's where they sit now, right? Yeah, okay. So as long as you're the number nine seed, you get to play this little goofy uh, best of three series uh, to start the postseason. This way, at worst, at worst, worst, we at least have Zion for one game if, in fact, they end up not catching uh, the Grizz for the number eight seed. I mean, they make no no bones about it. I mean, there's no other explanation. I mean, every other team has five, six, seven, in some cases, playoff teams on their schedule. The Pelicans only have two. Two. They got the easiest schedule by far. You know, they create this system where the nine seed gets to play the eight seed uh, if, if they're within four games, which they figure to be. And, oh, by the way, what are the Pelicans right now? Three and a half back? Hmm. You know, they didn't make it two games. They didn't make it one game. They made it four games. You think that was done by accident? You think they wanted the Washington Wizards, who were sitting five games out? You think they did those for the Wizards? No, they did it for Zion. So why do I bring it up now? I bring it up now because this Lou Williams story, he gets a 10-day quarantine for being the bird brain. I'm going to have to cross out mental, you know what? Otherwise, I'm, I know I'm going to say it. So, uh, and I don't want to upset the uh, the apple cart. Bird, bird brains. Let me put that. Uh, so, Lou Williams is the bird brain that, uh, you know, goes uh, off uh, on his own little way and gets a 10-day quarantine. Now, on the other hand, Zion decides he's got a family issue, and that's fine. You know, whatever the case may be, uh, not make a judgment on that. So he goes home for a week plus, reportedly does do the coronavirus testing every day. I'll grant him that. But when he comes back, which he's doing now, how long do you think he's going to be out? 
well, I would think Scott 10 days, right? I mean, uh, if, if Lou Williams is going to be out 10 days, uh, Zion Williamson goes away for a much, much, much longer period of time. I uh, don't know if he necessarily went to any strip clubs, but I'm guessing if he went back home for a family function he's uh, or a family emergency, he's not probably staying at his home. He's probably going out. I don't know if that entails going to a hospital, if, if it's a sickness. I don't know if that entails him maybe running some errands if his mother or sister or brother or whatever the case may be, you know, can't get out because they're hurt or sick. So he's got to go run some errands. I mean, I, I'm assuming he's not just sitting in his house, you know, for a week and a half doing nothing, right? So now he does, again, supposedly take his daily uh, COVID-19 testing. But the key to it all is the league is requiring him to sit out not 10 days like Lou Williams. How about four days? And they have the ability to go four or 10. But because it's Zion, they're saying you have to sit out four. So what does that mean? That means by the time his four games are four days are up, He'll theoretically be able to play this Thursday when the team resumes its season at Utah. How about that? How about that? And isn't it just lucky that Zion, presumably not knowing how long he's going to have to sit out, decided to come back yesterday over the weekend just in time to get those four, not ten, four days in for him to be able to play on Thursday against Utah. Mm, mm, mm. Coincidence? I think not. Not in the NBA. Not in Adam Silver's world. No, 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 no. And anybody thinking. Now, I saw the over-under on win totals. It's up to five and a half with the Pelicans, which, you know, means they got to go six and two. And I know it opened up at four and a half, supposedly. And a lot of people bet the over, as I would have. And you know what? I, I still would bet the over. The NBA is not going out of its way. They are not handing the Pelicans the easiest schedule humanly possible. They are not making sure that Zion Williamson, the face of the franchise, can play from opening game on. They are not doing this by accident. If you think they're going to allow the Pelicans to lose these games, you know, unless they get blown out by 20 or 30 points, you're kidding yourself. I would go over. Four to ab- absolute five and a half, absolutely. Uh, they are not going uh, less than six and two, not not even five and three, not happening. Uh, not when you see stuff like this. You know, it, it, they want them in at least that play in series uh, when really they want them in the, the number eight spot or even the number seven, which they can't get seven, but they can get the eight. Absolutely. I mean, how do you explain it? How do you explain a guy has been out for a week and a half? no doubt traveling all over the place, and he may have been taking these tests, and he may still come back negative, but the bottom line is I'm sure he was seeing a lot of people a lot more in his week and a half away than what uh, you know Lou Williams saw over the weekend. Williams gets 10 days, and somehow or another Zion gets four. And not only is it a pro-New Orleans Pelicans play here, it's also an anti-LA Clippers play, which makes it that much easier for LeBron. Now, listen, LeBron and the Clippers, they're playing for nothing. Don't get me wrong. Not, not going to pretend that they're worrying about seedings or anything along those lines, but it's just one more shot to, to the you know Clipper bowel, if you will, of just making it that much more difficult. A little more discon- discord, a little more discontent, a little more just, you know, let, let's not let the Clippers, you know, have a full two weeks of its entire team 
Um, just a, one more little wrinkle into making it LeBron. Uh, there is no two ways about it. They want to be able to have that Zion number eight take on the Lakers number one opening round matchup. Oh, yes. Adam Silver is truly, truly over that possibility. You talk about the NBA needing a shot in the arm. Now, personally, I don't think they need it. But you talk about a league getting a shot in the arm for its resumption series and resumption season and whatever they want to call it to get people really back into buying into this is a great you know NBA and it's not an asterisk or anything along those lines. You get a Pelicans eight seed versus Lakers number one seed opening round series, and that's going to bring fannies to the table. Absolutely. So the NBA is doing everything in its power, and they're making no bones about it, which is why I almost appreciate the NBA. They're not trying to hide it. That's what they want. And what the NBA and Adam Silver want, you can bet on, part the pun, the NBA and Adam Silver. You'll get 844-843-6879. Phone lines are open. Fill them up. Phone calls coming up on Bigels and Bessies. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. On a Monday morning, 40 minutes past the hour. You're through with Scott Wetzel taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern Time. 844-843-6879. The toll-free telephone number. Follow us on uh, YouTube with our uh, Sports Grid Radio uh, live stream. Uh, going back and forth with a couple of guys there. It's a beautiful thing. Also, uh, follow me on Twitter, at Opposite Picks. You can uh, tweet at me and then email me as well. Go to the website. Uh, hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. How about some football news uh, before we get back to the calls here in that uh, big, big, big trade over the weekend. Seattle going all in. Wow. Trading. Uh, last we read, by the way, from the New York Post, uh, their beat reporter, not to make fun of anybody, but, you know, it is what it is. That's what we do here. Uh, Jets beat reporter Brian Costello of the New York Post sent out a story Saturday saying or Friday or Saturday. Uh, saying that Adams, uh, Jamal Adams' latest outburst against the Mets, or against the Mets, against the Jets, you know, ripping uh, Adam Gaze, the head coach, saying that he's not good enough and he's not a leader and he's not this and he's not that. And uh, GM Joe Douglas uh, is not, N-O-T-T-T-E, not going to change the organization's stance on trading the safety, which they've said they will not do. So he sends that out sometime Saturday, I suppose, and then, oh, I don't know, a couple of hours later, the Jets trade uh, Jamal Adams to Seattle. You know, way, way to have the pulse, uh, no offense there, Brian, but you know, way to have the pulse of the franchise that you're uh, covering. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I would uh, be lying, uh, you know, asleep at night or, you know, laying down and having a good night's sleep knowing that you sent out something saying the Jets are not trading the one of their best players, if not their best player, and then literally hours later they do exactly that. Uh, <clears throat> way to have the pulse of things. These so-called insiders, what a joke. None of them know anything. Just, at, you know, again, if they don't get anything from 
the agents, they get nothing at all. They are just shills for the agents. That's all they are. Whatever the agent's message is, that's what you get from these insiders or beat reporters. Uh, otherwise, their sources are, are just phony baloney. So Seattle trades two number ones to the Jets for Jamal Adams. And, oh, by the way, a third rounder uh, in 2021. The uh, Seahawks get Adams and a 2022 fourth rounder to kind of compensate, I suppose, from that Jets third rounder. Now, on the surface, and it is a good deal. It is is a great deal. And there's a caveat to it all in that Adams wants a monster deal, which is going to be a headache for Seattle to get done. However, it is a safety, and safeties don't make a gazillion dollars. But you got to remember, before you go too gaga on this, those number ones, they're not going to be great number ones. Now, they are first-round picks. No two ways about it. But, you know, unless something crazy happens, you know, unless Russell Wilson gets hurt, those two number ones figure to be in the 20s at, at, at worst, right? I mean, you know, theoretically, they could win a Super Bowl with that team. You know, I, I still don't think they have the offensive line. But, you know, that team is going to be loaded, albeit in a tough division with the Rams and with the uh, – 49ers, you know, so you could make the case they may not even make the playoffs. I mean, I doubt that, but, um, you know, you have to figure realistically they make the playoffs, you know, maybe win a round, but, you know, that that draft choice is going to be around 23, 24, 25 or so, best case scenario. Now, it's still in the first round yet, fans, but, you know, you're not getting top 10 picks here. You know, you didn't trade him to, you know, whoever, you know, like Jacksonville. Now they got lucky. You know, they sent uh, Jalen Ramsey last year to the Rams thinking the Rams are going to make the postseason. Scott, same thing. And look what happened. You know what? You're hundred percent right. So anything can happen in the NFL, you know, in a league in which the last place team, you know, can win its division with a snap of the finger the next year, I get all that stuff. Uh, so whereas the Jags got lucky, if you will, with the Rams not doing well this year, I don't know necessarily if that's going to be the case with Seattle. So realistically, you have to figure, okay, we traded uh, our best defensive player by far, if not our best player, to Seattle for a couple of late first-round draft choices and, and a third-rounder. You know, is is that really worth it? I, I don't know. And the thing for Seattle, what they have to consider is that this guy thinks he's better than what he is. That's the problem with Jamal Adams. I'll deal with he's, a, you know, a bit of a goofball. <clears throat> I'll deal with that he wants a new contract because, again, safeties don't make that much. So, you know, top-of-the-line safeties make about $12 million a year. It's still something, don't get me wrong, but I'll, you know, I'll deal with that because he is still under contract for two more years, and if Seattle wanted to play hardball, they could. And they would have him under contract for two, you know, relatively low salaried years. He's making next to nothing this upcoming season. And then the fifth year of his contract, you know, he would make decent money, but not, you know, he's not a quarterback. He's not a defensive end. He's not a linebacker. He's not a corner. He's a safety. And again, top of the line safeties make between 10 and 12 million. You could deal with that. So, but the thing with Jamal, again, is he compared himself to Tom Brady. All right. that that's. That's all you need to really say about Jamal Adams. You know, he thinks a guy that has uh, never won anything, uh, never even sniffed a Super Bowl appearance, let alone win, compared himself last year to Tom Brady when the trade deadline came 
And he said, would the Patriots ever throw Tom Brady's name out there? No, obviously. Uh, although, as it turned out, you know, listen, they let Tom Brady walk. So not that they were going to trade him, but they did let him walk. And, and it just took, you know, New York by storm saying, are you kidding me, Jamal? Real, real, you're going to compare yourself to, to the greatest quarterback maybe of all time. So that's that's the ego with Seattle. Uh, are there guys that are going to keep him in line, you know, uh, on the defensive side of the football? Maybe, maybe not. A few years back, I would have said yes. I don't know, you know, if, if he's going to go in there and upset the apple cart, then this has got disaster written all over it. Uh, if he starts bitching and complaining because he wants a new contract, and maybe Seattle says, well, we're not giving you one. Sorry. Uh, I don't think they would necessarily do that. I think they would be dumb to make a trade for a guy who's unhappy with his contract, but you never know. He is under contract. Maybe they want to play hardball and say, deal with it. You want to hold out? Go ahead and hold out. You're not going to get credit for the season. I kind of doubt that. But And then the other aspect of this is that, not that I'm a big JV on Clowney fan. I think he's probably the most overrated player in the NFL. But does this mean they're out of the uh, Clowney sweepstakes, if you will? Uh, and where does that leave Clowney? You know, having you know one less team go after him. I know Cleveland supposedly is interested in him, and there might be a couple of others. But Seattle, you know, was the odds-on favorite for him to return back with the Seahawks when everything was said and done. So you, you, you trade two number ones. You have a guy that wants to renegotiate his contract and wants to be paid the highest paid, you know, safety in the game. You probably lost out on Javion Clowney trying to fit all those guys in salary cap-wise. Now, if you can make it happen, you know, maybe they're going back to Clowney and saying, listen, you know what, I, I know we're not giving you the money you want. You want to sign a one-year deal uh, and let's go all in to try and win a Super Bowl and you have a monster year. You know, now we got Adams and you on the right side. You can make some sack. You do this, that, blah, blah, blah. Maybe that's the case. Maybe this will help them sign Clowney. I, I, you know, you never know with NFL players. But, boy, two number ones, though. It, it always it just goes back to two number ones. Now, the Bears sent two number ones to the Raiders for Khalil Mack. I, I think they're pretty happy about that. Rams sent two number ones to Jacksonville for a corner. Jalen Ramsey, who's a shutdown corner. I think they're pretty happy about that. Texans sent two number ones to the Dolphins, remember, for uh, Laramie Tunsil, who had just made the highest offensive lineman in NFL history. So they got to be happy about that. And Kenny Stills, who, you know, uh, last time I saw was being arrested for, uh, you know, protesting. So I don't know if they're necessarily thrilled about that. But, you know, the overall picture, perhaps. The days of giving up two number ones, Used to be just like, no way. Now, you know, when the NFL agreed to that, they probably said, all right, you know what? Uh, we'll agree to two number ones being traded for these players, but no one's ever going to do that, um, you know, with the franchise players in particular. But, you know, this gives NFL teams something to think about. Here's another team that was willing. Now, this guy's not franchise, but uh, there's another NFL team within the last two, three years that was willing to give up two number ones. So, but again, in the case of Seattle, um, you know, it's a late number one. And, and you got to figure the same thing for, for the following year. Now, the Earl Thomas comparisons will start, but he's not Earl Thomas. You know, this guy doesn't make interceptions. Um, you're going to have to keep him happy. But if anything else, if you're a Seattle fan, you got to be thrilled that your team is trying. It's just, you know, you would have liked them to gotten another weapon. You know, now, dare I bring his name up, but now you go get Antonio Brown. And now you have something for Russell Wilson to throw to. Now you got your defense somewhat set. If you could somehow convince Clowney to come back even on a one-year deal, or maybe you throw him the money. You know, he's not worth $16, 17000000 million. He, you know, he's not. 
Uh, his numbers just don't support that. So someone's got to have him, you know, knock on his head and say, hey, listen, anybody home? You're just not worth that. The numbers don't show that. But if they could, now you're talking a little something. And, boy, you talk about calling the kettle black, if we could still use that expression, hopefully so. Le'Veon Bell ripped Adams on Twitter yesterday, saying people do all the uh, hooting and hollering to get you brought in just to leave. LOL, like people weird, yo. Um, The Internet, he writes, uh, got these dudes doing whatever for attention, even with – is it so difficult to speak English on Twitter? At least just a semblance. Do we have to read this thing like five times when these athletes tweet stuff out to figure out what the fudge they're really trying to say? People do all the hooting and hollering to get you brought in just to leave. LOL, like people weird, yo, Y-O-O-O. The internet got these dudes doing whatever for attention, even when they tell you blank. They don't believe themselves. So he's taking a shot at Adams, uh, you know, uh, decipher. This is like uh, <laughs> airplane, you know, when they're on the plane and they're, they're talking to the guys and they're, they're doing the gibberish. And then the, the nun has to relate to, to the other person what they were saying. That's what we have to do here at the Bagels and Bad Beats. Basically, he's saying Adams promised him that he always wanted to be a jet. No matter what happened, he was always going to stay a jet. And now, as it turns out, He's leaving because he, in essence, forced the Jets' hand. So Adam shot back, noted, see you week 14. Seattle plays the Jets week 14. And then Le'Veon Bell uh, came back again saying, LOL, noted what? Lied, please trust that it is noted then. And if I'm supposed to take, see you in week 14 as a threat, I don't. But I'll still all love you like I told you on the phone. I want the best for you. Uh, and if this is the best for you, I want it for you, bro. So... Uh, but it is kind of blood. funny. She's going to catch up and read that on the med side. What it is, big mama. My mama raised no dummies. I duck a rap. Oh, that's a great movie. That, that really is. You know, if, if you just want to laugh and if you don't take life seriously and you're not looking for political correct, could you imagine? I mean, you got a nun punching somebody. You have, you know, uh, black people talking like that. I mean, the, the the political correctness world would be in flames right now. I mean, they would just be absolutely, you know, pissed beyond belief if they released that move. Oh, my goodness. It'd be the end of the world. End of the world as, as we know it. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's just a funny movie. So uh, where was it? Yeah, so Le'Veon Bell, you know, so he's ripping – you know, Jamal Adams, and I don't want to defend Jamal Adams here, you know, because he did force his way out of town, but I suppose you have that right. But, you know, it wasn't that long ago, Le'Veon, that you were sitting out an entire season with the Pittsburgh Steelers passing up on, you know, 13, 14, whatever million dollars it was because you wanted Pittsburgh to move you or you wanted Pittsburgh to rip up the contract and give you a new deal. So, you know, be careful about, you know, taking shots in glass houses. I mean, any other jet wants to do this okay, but, you know, someone tell Le'Veon Bell to go to Google and then Google Bell contract holdout and see what he says, and then let's see if he has anything to say about uh, Jamal Adams. I, I mean, you talk about just the epitome of hypocrisy. I mean, come on, Le'Veon. Uh, you know, you're one of the best players for the Steelers, and you sat out a season in which they could have won the Super Bowl, for goodness sake. You should not be calling out anybody. You are the last person that you should be calling somebody out. Vegas and bad beats on a bunch. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Try my disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel. Let us wrap up shop as we always do with stories we didn't have time to delve into. New York football giants releasing Pro Bowl kicker Aldrich Rosas uh, uh, after uh, he got into a DUI hit and run crash in California this offseason. What a mope. What a a just dope. You talk about just pissing away a $3.3 million contract not guaranteed because he decides to have a DUI, get into an accident, and decide to run away. Well, what a what a what a pozo. New York Knicks uh, apparently set to sign Tom Thibodeau to a five-year contract. Good job by the Knicks. That was their guy all along. Uh, they they interviewed everybody. Hell, they interviewed me for goodness sakes, and uh, they ended up getting the right guy for the job. And hopefully, 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 this turned things around for uh, the Knicks and their fans. Uh, Cubs closer Craig Kimbrell, former Red Sox uh, ace, uh, shaved his long red beard. Looks a little goofy. Four Miami Marlins testing positive, as I told you. They're going to stay in Philadelphia. In fact, the entire team is staying in Philadelphia. They're flying back today down to Miami for their game tonight against Baltimore. I would be betting the Orioles, who are flying in as well, but still, at least they flew in last night. How about Pirates pitcher Derek Holland? He was ejected from the game yesterday. So what, Scott? Uh, He wasn't in the game. He was in the stands. But because there was no one else in the stands, anything that he was saying was heard by the home plate umpire who gave him the heave-ho. Blue Jays will play their first two home games in Washington and Philadelphia as the field in Buffalo isn't ready. So their first home game will now be against those uh, tough Miami Marlins August 11th. Falcons running back Todd Gurley says he is going to show up uh, for training camp despite previously saying he was worried about the coronavirus. And uh, Raptors guard Fred Van Fleet limped off the court with a knee injury in yesterday's scrimmage. No major concern, but just uh, make a little note of that, Raptor fans. Make a little note of that. All right, great job by all the phone callers, emailers, and tweeters. Uh, We'll do it all again tomorrow. Uh, Don't forget, go to the website. I'll give out the free baseball picks and everything else. All on the bagels and bad beats. Enjoy the day. Uh, Be safe, people. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here again on Bagels and Bad Beats. Let's go. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.